Test your mic. My stomach hurts from Hello. that milkshake. Really? Oh my god! I, I feel a little something. I should have got you a soda or something. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm actually like about to explode. Hey, go to the should I wait until after before? I think you should go to the bathroom now. It has permission. That's an easy thing to decide. Carly, can I please go uh, to the bathroom? Sure. The Petty Ish Podcast. Welcome to Pettyish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kayla and I'm in pain. I'm Carly. I'm I'm fine. <laughs> Thank you for the Chick-fil-A. Oh, I gotta pay you for that. Oh, Thank you. Welcome. I had forgotten my lunch or my dinner at home. Freaking Milo. He made what me, did he do? He just all over the place and made me forget. Don't blame the cat. <laughs> Don't blame the cat. He's messing up my normal routine. Oh my gosh. So now I'm forgetting stuff and I forgot my dinner. So Carly <laughs> came through. <laughs> now I'm going to die. My stomach she had a milkshake and probably not the best decision, but I didn't know. Okay. So I texted her. I was uh, like, what do you want? But the message wasn't going through. And I was like, okay, let me call her. And she was green. Man, her phone was off. And I was like, well... Guess I'm just gonna have to figure it out myself. So I got her nugs and fries and a milkshake, and I probably should have not done them. No, but that is my favorite from Chick Fil A. <laughs> my phone was off because I was recording the show. I always turn my phone off for like the three hours that I'm doing the show, and during that time, it seems like all the life and death stuff happens. Yeah, <laughs> always. <laughs> okay, pettiest thing we've done this week. Should I go first? Go ahead. Sammy was trying me. What happened? Sammy was trying me. He was talking smack about my cat. What's wrong with the cat? Okay, nothing. My cat is cute and little. He's three months old. He's adorable. But he's like, he ugly. Get that <gasps> thing away from me. Blah, 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 blah. So we were all home this past weekend. Mm -hmm. And like me, my brother, um, he lives in like Virginia. And we all went home to Maryland. And he kept talking smack about my cat. Okay? He kept like kicking it too. And what? yeah, and I was like, Sammy, and mind you, Sammy's allergic to cats, or he used to be when he was younger. And now, is he okay now? But then we thought he had grew out of it. Oh, he didn't? No. Yay! Right? So Sammy was being so mean to my cat. I was like, yo, Milo, like, I picked him up while he was sleeping, and I put him on his bed. <gasps> and Milo was all over his face. No, Kayla. Why did Sammy have to go to the hospital today? Kayla! I know. His eyes are... Let me show you a picture of Sammy's eyes. His eyes are bloodshot red. Um, he thought... He was like, oh, I thought I had just had pink eye because it was like a delayed reaction. Um, but it turns <laughs> out it's just... Kayla, that is attempted murder. Look at Sammy! for real? Yo, he should have like, been talking smack about my cat. I wouldn't have had to put him, my cat on his face. <gasps> oh, my God! <laughs> Sammy, look at his eyes. He, he called me like and said, look what your stupid cat did. And I was like, oh... Sorry. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> Eyes look like he just like, woo, smoked hella weed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel bad Can a little bit. Can he breathe okay at least? I don't or know. Is it, is it like I don't think it's eyes? like, it's just his eyes. Oh, he'll be fine. Take my drops. He's fine. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> your turn. Okay, so this is not something that I've been doing. It's not a petty moment for me. This is something somebody else is doing to me because oh. they don't like me. Oh. So, here at the office. <laughs> um, office tea? Yeah, there's there's about, how many, what is there, like 60 people that work here? Uh-huh. Um, there's somebody that doesn't, they're, they're not too fond of me. <laughs> and honestly, I could care less. I do my job and I go home. <laughs> um, 
Um, but they are kind of sabotaging me. They are not giving me um, information that I need to run my show. Is this all in your head, though, maybe? Um, I thought about it, but then... I realize it happened more than once already. Well, okay, backstory. What is why doesn't this person like you? So let's take it back to when I was an intern. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was this situation where um oh, there was a couple situations where <gasps> this person just they 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 say a lot and they say a lot out loud and they say a lot in front of the wrong people. Uh-huh. And um I said something because I'm friends with the other people. Like, obviously, I'm going to say something. That's what I don't understand. If people, if you're going to talk smack about somebody in front of their friend Mm -hmm. or somebody that they're close with, how do you expect them to not say something? Exactly. So I was like, oh, okay. And ever since that happened, um, they don't talk to me. Okay. (laughs) They won't look at me. But, like, here's how I feel. I didn't do anything wrong. You shouldn't have said it. That's your fault. And you that's on it. period. <laughs> I don't feel bad. And so, um, that li- when did that happen? Like, uh, July? July. It is January 30th, 2020. <laughs> this person doesn't look at me. Um, they don't say hi to me when they see me. Honestly, we're um, adults, and this is a place of business. At this point, let it go. Right. And so now at this point, it's... Um, they won't. They won't give me information. I need to do my job. Well, they think they're petty, but you have no idea. <laughs> you, you haven't seen petty. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, on that, how do you deal with coworkers that you don't like? I just. Don't I mean, talk we've all them. dealt with somebody in our life that we've had to work hand in hand with, and you can't stand them. Mm-hmm. How do you get through your job? <laughs> um, I have. I've only ever been in retail. Um, besides working in radio now. So I would request to not work with that person Mm -hmm. or I just wasn't coming in because I know it's going to be an issue if they say the wrong thing to me. (laughs) Um, And I'm a pretty like, I'm a pretty patient person. Like I try to look on the brighter side of things, but like you have one too many times to do me some type of way. Um, So I try to just avoid them at all costs, Mm -hmm. honestly, Uh, try to hash out the issue. And if then if it can't be hashed out, then it it just it is what it is. Right. For me, I don't I don't even I just don't talk to you, you know, but everybody I hate that awkward tension. You know, when you're kind of beefing with somebody because you can be like, well, I don't care. I just won't talk to the person. But you have to still communicate with them in some type of way to (laughs) get your job done. So that's when it becomes like the the petty stuff happens. So it's like they try to sabotage you in this way or they do this little thing. Everything that they do gets on your nerves and it it creates this toxic work environment to the point where you can't stand your job because of the beef that you have with somebody, even mm-hmm. if you like your job. So that's where it gets complicated. So I, if it's really, really bad, like I won't talk to you, but usually I'll try to like, okay, let's let's confront this. Because mm-hmm. I'm a very confrontational person. We're going to talk about it and we're going to have, it, it can get loud, but we're going to fix it yeah. and figure it out right now <laughs> because I don't want, I don't like to work in a place where I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're going to figure it out. Yeah. So it's 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 awkward, but it's nothing I can't handle, you know? I do what I need to do. I get my paycheck and I go. Right. I mean, I feel like... <laughs> I mean, you'll learn in radio especially. And it could... I've only ever worked in... No, that's not true. I worked in a restaurant before too. But I've seen when it comes to the entertainment business, mm-hmm. um, it's like every man for themselves. 
And I don't understand Everybody that. is trying to get to the top, and it doesn't matter who you step on. Because honestly, there's not room for everybody at the top when it mm-hmm. comes to radio. It's a small business. Not everybody's going to be with freaking Elvis Duran. You're right. But I feel like also, if you're doing your job the right way, that opportunity will present itself. True. That's how I Very feel. Very true. But a lot of people don't see it that way. So <laughs> they got to like squash the competition. Uh-huh. So that means doing little things to sabotage you, to run you out of the building and stuff like that. I've had somebody like sabotage one of my interviews before. Oh, I recall. <laughs> <laughs> I've had someone literally try to sabotage one of my interviews. And I like I just didn't understand why everybody has their job when it comes to doing like an interview. Right. Yeah. And so. I was doing my job, but other people weren't doing their job, and I think it, they wanted me to look bad. And I just couldn't understand why they were doing that. I don't know. And I just, I also want to put out there, um, I'm not the only person this person has an issue with, so it's not a me thing. I don't know. So what do you plan on doing to, like, <sighs> going forward? Nothing right now. I'm just, like I said, like, I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to get my information from my boss, and that's it. Like, right. I just, I, it's whatever. <laughs> anyway, speaking of toxic work environments we wanted to talk about toxic friendships as well because carly and i had we got not an argument but we were gotten a big debate about this one time uh-huh. we were thinking like i told carly i said do you believe that you are who you hang around so my argument is if you hang around a group of people who are whores <laughs> and they're <laughs> sleeping around and doing all this crazy stuff you're automatic. There's no way that you can hang around people and not take characteristics from them. Mm-hmm. So, not that saying that you're going to become a whore too, but you're some of you're going to some of their stuff is going to rub off on you, and your reputation. You're automatically your reputation is going to be associated with that kind of behavior, mm-hmm. even if you're not. You don't participate in the act, even if you don't sleep around, because you hang around a bunch of people who do sleep around. People automatically are going to think that about you. That's why I don't think that a person should hang around uh-huh. a group of whores okay. if they don't want to be known as a whore. <laughs> and so what I, I like originally said, I said, no, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. However, I had a conversation with one of my friends and she explained it to me a little different. And she said, Carly, that's not she's not wrong, but she's not right either. Um you pick up certain characteristics. You don't pick up all of them. So you can hang around a bunch of whores. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're a whore, but they could all be super loyal. So that could be something you're picking up from them. As far as reputation, Jesus was friends with a prostitute, <laughs> but here we are, saved and sanctified. So that's how I'm looking at it. So I, I feel like you are and aren't who you hang around. Okay, so in the sense of... Getting to where you want to be in life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is also something I said to Carly. I said, okay, you say you want to be, because this is where the conversation came from. Uh-huh. I was in New York with my cousins, and my cousin's a model. She was on like Project Runway. My other cousins worked for Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. My cousin who works for Nickelodeon is dating like this billionaire. He works on Wall Street. Flew her in a pri- private helicopter just for their first date, right? And so just being around them. I was just in shock. I was like, oh, my God. Like, And they're not flaunting their money. Yeah. They're all professional. They make their money. And they're just, like, all good friends. Mm-hmm. And they hold themselves to such a high standard that made me be like, wow, I need to hold myself to that kind of standard and also the people who I hang around. Yeah. So I need to, you know, change, not change my circle, but, like, I want to be around people like this. I yeah. want people that will 
encouraged me to get to where I want to be and to make a certain amount of money, you know? So I said to Carly, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, I don't want to <laughs> hang out with people. Not that I'm not going to hang out with people who, you know, work at as a janitor or stuff uh-huh. like that. But I want to more so surround myself with people who have the same goals yeah, as me. They want to level up. I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And that's what I mean by you are who you hang around. Mm-hmm. And at first, Carly didn't agree with me. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so recent, <laughs> recently, like yesterday, I got into uh, backstory. I have a friend who um, is not where they want to be right now. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Neither am I. But this person is not, I feel like this person isn't doing what they need to do to level themselves up. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't just been like, this has been in the past couple months. This has been the past couple years Mm -hmm. where we've had the same discussion. They um, complain about the same thing every time we get on the phone. And I talk to them like three or four times a day. And it's really tiring and Mm -hmm. draining to hear that all the time i understand you like you venting to me or whatever because we're really good friends but at a certain point i need to not listen to that Mm -hmm. so i told this person yesterday we got into a very it it was heated okay (laughs) and it was me and another friend um just telling this person like you need to cut this out because all your negative energy is being transferred onto us. Mm. And at this point, we've stopped answering the phone. I said, have you noticed we have not been answering you? It's because we don't want that energy around us. Mm -hmm. We want to level up. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But don't bring that negativity over here. And um, this person felt like I was attacking them. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't it. Um, That wasn't it at all. But I feel like... I had to say it and I had to be blunt when I said it because, mm-hmm. you, you know, I'm, I'm a really nice person. Me trying to be nice all the time, it it doesn't work. So we had the conversation. Everything is fine now. But basically, like I said, I was like, you need to get your shit together mm-hmm. because, like, it's going to get to a, a point where everybody around you, like, nobody's going to want to talk to you right. because like, you're comfortable being in this position. And when do you make that decision of, like, okay, I got to part ways with this friendship because yeah. it's deteriorating my yes, mental health? That's exactly when you you have to part ways with them mm-hmm. um so yeah it was kind of getting to that point i'm like i can't listen to this 24 7 right i'm just not doing it i'm tired um I'm, I'm not doing it yeah and some people are very okay with staying in the same place mm-hmm. and i think that's when you have to really like look at your friends and be like okay are you are you at least trying to make moves mm-hmm. you know we might be in two different places in our lives like but are you at least trying? Yeah. And if you're comfortable being where you're at and you're comfortable with being there and but complain, then that's when it's like, OK, I can't be. Yeah, like, I, can't I can't be friends with you. you. And I, I can't help you. What else do you want me to do? And that's when it's like, OK, I got to cut this. I got to cut this. Yeah. Out. And I've given this person so many different options, so many different ways to do what they need to do. And it's like everything I say, there's an excuse for. Mm -hmm. And at that point, like, I don't want to help you now. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to figure it out in your own. Do you feel like some of her, I guess, toxic traits have rubbed off on you? And is that one of the reasons why you want to part ways? No, I don't feel like it was rubbing off on me at all. Uh I'm not that kind of person. Uh Um, But it was just, it was annoying and it was really tiring and draining to hear because Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to hear negativity all the time. Like, I'm trying to do better in 2020, okay? <laughs> Come on. Um, so, like, you just, you need you need to get with it or get going. That's right. how I feel. I feel it. Yeah. I 
feel it. Good for you. Yeah. What about you? You have any toxic friendships? I mean, I personally have, you know, been through a lot of different friendships in my life, and I think that's everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. and I and I think especially in this day, this age, I'm 25. This is the age where you realize that you're not in college anymore. You're transferring into adulthood. It's impossible to make friends mm-hmm. as a working millennial adult. It is impossible. I work all the time. I don't really go out. And when I do, it's like <laughs> the club. You know what I mean? Come so it's course. really hard to make genuine friendships. And uh-huh. the only reason why I mean you are friends is because like we, uh, you are my intern. Mm-hmm. You know, that never would have happened. So, um, but yeah, so I'm in the stage of like a lot of my friendships and my circles are changing and some instances are like we just grow apart that happens yeah others it's just like okay um i'm going through a season of f- not knowing who my true friends are in the times where i'm low and down mm-hmm. so i've said this before in the podcast i'm in a season of my life and i'm con- coming out of it i'm ma- taking the necessary steps to get myself out of it where you know my friend just died yeah. i've been very down and depressed um, I haven't done as well as I wanted to when it comes to ratings, when it comes to radio. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things are falling apart, and I haven't been myself. Um, and usually people know me as a happy, always, like, all of the fun Kayla, but I haven't been like that for months. And so um, I'm experiencing friendships, w- changes in friendships with people who aren't there for me when I'm down. And um, I've said this before. I think in some ways during this time, I've been the toxic friend. Mm-hmm. But... Um, there's a difference between giving up on somebody because they're toxic and always have never negative energy and when they're and difference between that and when they're just going through something. Yeah. And you not wanting to stick around for that because it doesn't fit your agenda right now. And it's sad and it sucks, but mm-hmm. uh, you kind of see people for what they exactly. are. Exactly. I'm definitely point. seeing who whoever is with me and come at going through this with me and staying to the end, I so appreciate you. Yeah. Because I I've never been felt like this before. Um I've never had to deal with like this kind of feelings, but the people who were able to stick through it and be there for me through it, I so appreciate you because a lot of people fell off and it's sad. Um, Cause I'm always there for people in their lowest moments. Yeah. And so when it's not reciprocated, damn, like damn, it's really sad. And especially like I've only known, known Kayla since May, like the end of May. Mm-hmm. And I, I can account uh, the friendships that she's, had like from the get-go I could be like oh that person's not mm. her friend but she'll see it she'll see it soon yeah and lo and behold that's what I appreciate about Carly she's so good at reading people and you don't even know you've never talked to these people I can just tell you little things about like, each one mm. and she and she everything that she says kind of comes true and it, mm. you know it, it kind of <laughs> you know so I definitely think that Carly is a genuine friend and she came into the season of my life where I would like I said, I don't even think you really know me when I'm at my happiest, mm-hmm. you know? She came into my life when I was at my lowest. So, and she hasn't, and she's been, and she's been my, like, one of my rocks. It's scary how fast your friendships can change, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl is this weekend. Yes. I'm excited. I, Carly isn't going to come out with I'm me. Go- Girl, I'm going to have myself uh, some uh, wings, courtesy of Bar Louie. <laughs> Our favorite place. Um, I'm probably gonna watch an hour. Might watch the halftime show if I get to that point. And your girl is going to bed because I gotta be up at four o'clock in the morning. Okay. <laughs> Me and my friend are going to like this one of our favorite bars slash club. It's not. A, I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's we're just going a bar. there. It's a bar, and we're about to go watch the game, and it's gonna be fun. Um, 
Did you hear how they're going to do a Super Bowl tribute for Kobe Bryant? Yeah, but what like what exactly? Are I don't they know. They do? didn't. They didn't say. Um, mm-hmm. I know for one, Shaquille O'Neal, um, who was Kobe Bryant's teammate, he is, had already planned on doing a Super Bowl party tomorrow, Friday, and he was thinking about canceling it in the wake of his friend's death. Mm-hmm. And he said, "You know what? No, like I want to." Keep it going because Kobe would want me to celebrate life. And so all the proceeds that he makes from that party are going to go to Kobe's um, foundation, which supports undeserving athletes. Yeah. So um, kind of a sharp turn. But Kobe Bryant, as everybody know, uh, passed away this past Sunday in a helicopter crash with his 13 year old daughter, Gianna, and seven others. They just ruled the cause of released the cause of death today, mm-hmm. and it was blunt trauma. That's sad. Yeah, and it was ruled an accident. So there was no all the conspiracy theories yeah, that people, people were trying were like, to put out there. Him. Yeah, they killed him. You know, he was in cahoots with the with the government. Like somebody was saying this long. I was like, stop. Yeah, not everything is a conspiracy theory, but um, it's sad. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like this is one of those celebrity deaths that you are going to remember forever. You'll know exactly where you were. I was I was in the car with Montel and um, we were going to Acme um, and I had a notification on my phone. And I got it from the station um, and it said, Kobe Bryant dead. Um, but that like I think that was it. That was all it said. And at first I was like, nah, this can't be true. But then I was like, this is PST. They don't put stuff out unless mm-hmm. they fact check it. And then I was like, okay, this is scary. Yeah. The way I found out was weird. Um, I had just saw on social media, um, the Shade Room had posted, LeBron James breaks Kobe Bryant's um, all-time record or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, cool. And then I go on Twitter, I saw Kobe trending. I was like, oh, that's why. There's, there's, he's trending number one because LeBron just broke his record last night. Yeah. Not even 30 seconds later, after I saw that on the Shade Room, my cousin texted in our group message, Kobe died. I said, ha, 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 no. What the heck are you talking about? LeBron, LeBron, he was like, he's trending. I said, that's because LeBron broke his record, duh. And then he was like, no, Kayla, like, go look. And so I went through the hashtag, and all I saw was people saying, is this real? Is this fake? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And it was just weird, because in real time, people were finding out all at once. Oh, yeah. Usually when I found out about a celebrity death, I find out... Everybody finds it an hour or two later, and, you know, it's already rest in peace. But it was real time. People tweeting, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening? I couldn't figure out. Find, I tur- we turn on CNN. Yeah. Nothing. CNN had nothing on there. I was like, this isn't real. Yeah. This isn't real. And then slowly but surely, everything was coming Everything in. started coming out. And I was like, I, I lost my mind. I, my, I went blank. My brother started tearing up. I mean, yeah. he's a basketball player. Yeah. He, he idolized him since he was little. My dad rushed home. And we all just sat in on the couch for literally, I want to say, six hours just watching the news. Isn't and it sad? I, and then, then all the lies started coming out. I was like, oh, his four daughters That's on the what plane. I don't understand. Oh, like, the whole family was on the plane. Oh, it was Rick. Rick, Rick some, Fox, yeah, yeah, was on the plane. All this different stuff. I was like, why do people do that? It's the media. The media wants to be first like, for everything. Why? I don't I get know it. what we do here when we're in front of this microphone is so freaking important. Yeah. But damn, some people really are pressed to be first. Yeah. And you got that shit wrong and you scared a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that one reporter, I don't know if it was ABC, CNN, but they suspended him for saying that all four of his daughters died. He should be fired. Yeah. Because where did you get that from? Like, where did you he get He wasn't reading it on a teleprompter or anything. He just, 
Oh, all four of his daughters were on the plane and they you, died. Y- y'all no, want, you don't get to do that. You want to go viral. You want to have. You want to be the one to break the news. Yeah. You know, Rick Fox wasn't nowhere near. Yeah. Had it, whatever his name is, Rick, whatever. Like, Rick Fox, yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was just crazy to me. And it was it was just sad the way it happened. So then we, it, the real stuff started coming out. Did you see about the lady, the sports anchor, who said the N-word? <laughs> all right. Okay, so let's talk about that because when I first heard the first time I heard it, I didn't hear what everybody else heard. I heard her say Knickers as if she was saying the Knicks Knicks and the Lakers Lakers and Clippers all together. That's what I heard. I don't know if I'm hearing like an edited version now or this is the real deal where now I'm hearing all I can hear is the N word. Well, yeah, I think it's because everybody has sketched in our minds that like she said the N word. That's what she said. I find it so, I, and I might be the only one who said, because everybody I've listened to about this have said she said it with a hard G and a hard S. I, I don't think that she, so their argument is she probably says it on the regular and it slipped. I don't. But I don't think that, I really believe that if you say Knicks and the Lakers, it, Nick, like it can't. Yeah, I, that's what I said. And I, I was like, there's no way she would just. Okay, even if. Okay, let's say hypothetically speaking, she does say that on the regular. She took a pause before she even said it, right? Right. So I, I don't think it was her intentionally saying it. I just think she had several different words on her mind, and one thing came out of all those. Right. Words, right? It's the L.A. It's the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers, and then the Los Angeles. No. The is it Lakers, the Clippers, and then in the. And Wait a minute! I think a, she, no, it's the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, maybe that's it. But where's the? What's the Knicks? What is the? Were Knicks? they playing each other? There was a game that's supposed to know. happen. Now that I'm day. confused. Now I'm confused. I don't know. But either way, I don't think that. I she, just don't. That's not it. I don't, I don't see. I that, really sorry. don't. Even Charlamagne, the guy, was like, he, he, he was like, he, he was gave like, her donkey of the day. It. I was like. I was like, yo, this is stuff too, but I don't hear stuff. Everybody is calling for her firing, and I said, I don't, I don't, because I know what it's like to come on as media personalities. You know how easy it is to I be slipping of the tongue all the time. I'm surprised I haven't cussed on here yet, (laughs) you know. And like our our in our brains, stuff gets mumble jumble. Yeah, if you're trying to say the Knicks and the clip and the Lakers, like it could easily like. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Feel bad for her, honestly. Yeah, because she her career is kind of done. Yeah. But whatever. But um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it was really sad. And I think um, this situation just triggered something. We've never had a legend like this. I think well, people were comparing it to Princess Diana. Um, yeah. But like this is huge. Or even Michael Jackson. He was 41 years old. Yeah. You know, and I think it for at least for me. That's young. Yeah. And it triggered a lot of emotions in a lot of people. Like, you know, my friend died. Mm-hmm. So all the uh, Kobe dies. And now I'm feeling emotions that I felt when my friend died from a car accident. Mm-hmm. And it's just teaches you that life can be taken in the blink of an eye. Yeah. And I said this on the radio. I said, listen, none of that beef matters. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the people that you love that you love them. Mm-hmm. Because just like my friend was take, I woke up to a text message saying that she had passed away, mm-hmm. passed away. People will try to call me. And the first thing I'd see on my phone was Sarah died. And I was like, huh? And I had just talked to her that that day that she died. Yeah. So death doesn't discriminate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you are the biggest star in the world. And that's why you got you got to take every day. And it's literally in the blink of an eye. Like you mm-hmm. 
don't see it coming. My um, my mom is remarried now, but when I was in eighth grade, my stepdad passed away. Um, he had a heart attack in the mm-hmm. middle of the night, um, and back then I couldn't talk about it. Um, I remember my grandma coming upstairs to tell us, like, you know, like, um, like he was sick and like he had a heart attack and he died. And it just did like it for a while. It didn't click to me. I was like, no, there's like, there's no way like he'll be home later. Um, but then reality sets in days later that that person is never coming back. And for a long time, I couldn't talk about it without crying. And this is why I don't, um, I don't know how to approach other people when they're grieving or they're in their grieving process because I know for me, I didn't want to talk about it. Don't bring it up. Um, don't ask me how I'm doing because I'm just going to start crying. Um, so just make sure you are telling the people that you love, that you love them and spend as much time with them as you can because literally it, it comes so fast. And my stepdad it was 32. Mm. So I'm so sorry. Um, the other day I got to interview a grief and loss counselor on my show. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to bring her onto the show because I wanted, I think we're all hurting, like the whole world is hurting. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask her questions on how we can grieve as a community. And then also how can we grieve as individuals for the people like me who have been triggered by this from our own grief, our own past grief. Mm -hmm. So um, I want to play a little bit of that interview um, right now. This is 94.5 PST. My name is Kayla, and I have a grief and loss counselor on the phone. She practices in Princeton, New Jersey, and her name is Deanna Sass. I wanted to bring her on and just talk about the passing of Kobe Bryant. You know, losing a legend like this kind of put the world at a standstill, and, you know, a lot of people don't know how to process it. So, hi, Deanna. Hi. Hi, Kayla. How are you? Well, with the the recent tragic passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and seven others in a helicopter crash, how on a community level can people grieve? Yeah, the world is, is grieving right now. The whole world is hurting. And, I, you know, I think of uh, the time Princess Diana passed away, and it was a very similar situation where everyone is just in utter shock and disbelief. Uh, he's a young, healthy, strong man with his whole life ahead of him, and it was such a tragic, um, unexpected, unanticipated loss that that really hits hard. The shock mm-hmm. with those is really great. Um, I've been, you know, scanning the news. Sha- Shaquille O'Neal said, I'm sick right now. Alex Rodriguez, my heart hurts so much right now. I still can't wrap my head around this. People uh, who knew him are hurting, but the whole world feels like they knew him because we've watched him for 20 years Mm -hmm. do amazing, miraculous, superhuman things on a basketball court. And uh, his his life has inspired so many and touched so many people that the the pain is real. The pain is real. Mm -hmm. And uh, I once heard a quote that said, Grief is love with no place to go. And that's what this feels like. Like there's this tremendous love, admiration, and respect for this man. And then there's this just this hurt in our hearts that says, what do we do with all that love now? Where, where does that go? And that really, that question is part of the answer. Because what we need to do for the healing to take place is to really share those experiences 
that we've had either in person or just by having observed him and, and witnessed his great example for 20 years and for, and for his whole life beyond that. Um, so we share, we talk with one another, and that helps. The other thing that helps is really time. It takes time. You don't heal from grief quickly. You don't get over this mm-hmm. in, in an instant, you know, with, with a magic bullet. It's a really, um, it's a process that takes time. It does require community. It requires sharing. It requires talking, talking about one's feelings, talking about the pain and the hurt, as we're seeing all over the news right now. Mm-hmm. And it's also about talking about what it was that we loved so much. And when you can get to the part of the grief where you can now start naming these wonderful facets, his perseverance, his drive, the competitive spirit, the hard work, the family man, the devotion he showed to his family and children and wife, when you can look at all of these things, then you can memorialize and you can say, how can we be part of having these things live on past his life? And so, you know, people find different ways. They, they find ways through their own either faith tradition or cultural traditions, ways to ritualize his life, ways to, ways to memorialize prayers, uh, lighting candles, contributing to a cause that you feel reflect his values and his interests, um, planting a tree in his honor, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. many ways. And for most of us in the world, it's going to come down to recognizing what a priceless gift each and every day of our lives is, letting the people that we love know that we love them, hugging the people that we love and care for a little tighter. It might mean going out of our way to visit that grandmother in a nursing home, uh, going out of our way to write that letter, to reconcile with someone that we're not speaking with right now. Um, We memorialize in those ways, and we say, how can me in my little life, in this little place, uh, bring forth, you know, the things that he taught us and the things that he inspired in us, and how can we make our little world a better place because of having known him or known about him. Mm-hmm. I think those are all things that contribute to the healing. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, especially for people like me, I think this triggered something in people who lost somebody close to them. See, I lost my best friend six months ago to a car accident. So n- now... Uh- losing Kobe Bryant, even even though I don't know him at all, I feel it made me feel super emotional. So it's like I don't even know what to do with all this pain because not only do I feel the pain of Kobe Bryant for his family, I feel my own grief. And so it's kind of like, well, how do we deal with that? Where does that where where, where do we put all that? That's so true. Um, It just brings up and it'll even bring up things from you know, 30 years ago or 40 years ago, there's this little string that kind of stays as part of the the process of grieving. And when you go to that next funeral, if you've had a loss in your own life, it brings it all back for you. And I'm so sorry to hear about your friend, and I'm sorry for your own pain and grief, but really the same things um, I would say that would, would heal, being together with other people who knew the person you lost, sharing the stories, sharing the memories, and then, you know, finding ways to to have that person's legacy live on yeah. in ways that you think they would have, would have really appreciated. Um, but really sharing, talking, talking helps. Uh, it has to come out. It has to, um, it has to be given words. Even Shakespeare said, give sorrow words. 
the grief that does not speak whispers over a fraught heart and bids it break. Give sorrow words. I think that's a significant uh, feature of healing from grief is to, to just talk about what you're feeling and talk about the person you, you've lost and what it was that just meant so much to you in their life. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Deanna. I know you helped so many people with this. I know you helped me. And um, this this is tragic, what's happening with Kobe Bryant. Um, it absolutely But I is. hope that in some way this brings us closer together and we talk about it and we find some type of peace through all this. So thank you so much, Deanna. Thank you, Kayla. Bye now. Bye. So, yeah, there's that. Um, that was Deanna Sass. Uh, she's a grief and loss counselor and... Those were some good words. It's true. The best way to grieve and is just to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people like to hold their stuff in, but just talking about it and remember, it, it helps me. When Sarah died, talking about it helps mm-hmm. me. And I know for you, it took a little bit longer. Yeah. But now you're at the point where you can and she yeah. had memories and stuff like exactly. that. So, <sighs> yeah. Well, hope sa- that helped you guys. Hope it helps a lot. It helps me. So we're going to get out of here before we all start crying. <laughs> um, follow us on Instagram. At Pettyish Podcast. You can follow me at Kayla Thomas 40 You can follow me at Carly Bria. Don't forget, please give us a five stars. Yes. Send us a review mm-hmm. on that. Okay? Only good reviews. Please. <laughs> we'll talk to you in our next episode. Bye. Peace.